in some ways, like before this, a lot of people like praise Basecamp for their kind of just business strategy. And to do this in like the span of a week is like, you smoking crack? Like what? Yes, sir. Episode 14. <laughs> yes, sir. Episode 14. We're we in got, it. Episode 14, baby. We always got to start the episode with a little bit of hype. You guys know this. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's what we're all about here at the Madness. You got to keep it hype. Dak, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I got uh, We got a lot to update the, the folks with. Probably in another episode, but, you know, new crib loading. Jeez. New job just started. Jeez. Summer, over 20 degrees out here vaccinated on the weekend you know what i'm saying it's it's a good time it's a good time we're 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 getting there and (laughs) i feel like we need to i was thinking about this before we even started recording like i feel like we need to do like a life update like you know what i mean like we always talk about what's going on like we should give give the fans what they want no i'm just kidding we'll do a life update we still haven't even really got into our career pivots at all yeah i know like it's been it's been a couple months now but stay tuned for that there's a lot going on with me and dak long story short we're a couple vaccinated kings right now are you uh what which one did you get (laughs) pfizer king out here pfizer what's the what's the joke floating around i don't even know there's like a mommy they're saying like poppy and all. (laughs) yeah it's just like god damn i was actually you know what man i I will say that like and i'm not sure if i said this in last episode but i have to say it's like super impressive that like like how the the operation of getting your vaccine has been like so quickly mobilized and you know shout out to all the people who are working in those you know vaccine centers and all that kind of stuff because you know the the people at the highest level have fumbled this kind of like from you know the onset of vaccine distributions like at the beginning of april it was really bad and you know i lost a lot of faith and i was like disappointed but I just want to give a quick shout out to all like the, the people working at those centers because that's those are the real people who are making this stuff happen and, and making them move quickly and making people feel like, super comfortable in the process. So shout out to those people. Big respect. They're doing uh, the work of angels. The real MVPs, as uh, KD would say, right? Yeah, no, man. But- it, it was easy too, right? Like, I mean... At least for me, like I registered, like I got the, the vaccine just at the hospital, kind of up the street from where I'm living at now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from the time that it took to leave my apartment to getting the vaccine to back to my apport, uh, apartment was about, I don't know, half an hour. Like it was amazing. Like, it was just super quick. And it's probably just because I was in one of those like centers where like, you know, they have a couple pop-ups and stuff like that, but you know, it was great. It's such an easy experience. If you're debating getting vaccinated, tell them Malik, you just got to do it at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> just get one quick. It'll, it'll be super easy. If anything, quick little poke, exactly. If anything, it'll be quick and, and simple for you to do, but you know, vacation that's all loading this summer. When yes, we're sir, man. Yes, sir. I'm hoping, I'm hoping things are going to open up pretty soon, at least responsibly. Like I think, I don't yeah, know yeah, your yeah. thoughts on this one too. I feel like we haven't really done a lot of like thinking as to like how things should open up, when things should open up and stuff like that. And like the logistics behind all that stuff. 
I think at this point, like we kind of know, we should know how to do things. So I'm hoping that with the latest news, maybe after June 2nd, which is when the Ontario, I guess, lockdown situation should is supposed end. to light, lighten up a little bit. Yeah. Hoping yeah. to see some good results. I was hearing that they said in two to three weeks, we'd start to have like more outdoor events would start to, so maybe like pop up kind of situations outdoors. They have gotten rid of, they've officially said there's going to be no Carabana, no. Yeah. Which is, I think makes sense. Yeah. It felt a little early to make that call, but I I get it. Like organization for these things happen like six months in advance, a while in advance. So, um, yeah, so we can't really look forward to that this summer, but hoping that, you know, there will be some cool pop-up events that we can take take advantage of at least, you know. Yeah, but, at least talk about on this too. Yeah, and more to come, you know. We're obviously documenting every week on how this shit is going down. So yeah, uh, no, no, more to do. come on that this summer. <laughs> we, uh, we got a solo episode today, just me and Malik, so we got a bunch of topics we can riff through. Yes, sir. Um, let's jump right into it. Uh, the first one that I've been seeing is kind of like a meme that I've been seeing floating around is this no one wants to work anymore meme. And how it kind of started is there's just been a wave of these different kind of like physical signs posted outside of restaurants, typically in the States, um, where it would be like uh, apologize for being understaffed. Nobody wants to work anymore. Sad face, something like that for let's say a McDonald's or a church's chicken or just random kind of restaurants where you're not seeing a lot of staff come in. And I did a little bit of digging as to kind of why that is the case. Like why are people so short staffed if the demand is there? Um, And it's crazy because in the States, a lot of people can earn more on unemployment than their typical wage before the pandemic. So unemployment, unemployment can pay you up to like $300 a week. And for a lot of employees, like, that's enough for them to not have to work like an entire day being mistreated by their employer, being at risk of COVID serving people underpaid. Exactly. Like all these situations and they can kind of chill at home and earn, earn some money. Uh, So it's just an interesting kind of thing to look at, to see, you know, employers kind of blaming the fact that people don't want to work anymore and not taking accountability for the fact that there's a a reason for that. You know, you've mistreated them. You've taken advantage of them for years. Now they don't want to come in and you're shocked. It's kind of of tone deaf to be honest. It's just like, it's like, yeah, you guys are joking about it. But at the end of the day, it's like we lived through this for over a year and like, you know, there are, there's barely been any like pay increase for essential workers, which is like obviously no. like an issue, right? Like it's yeah. like it says a lot about what we support, who we're about. Like Ontario is, and, and especially Canadians. Like I'll probably get a lot of hate for this. I don't care, but like we're we're so quick to say like oh like we're you know we're the best. We're like you know we're so nice and caring and you know we support our essential workers we care about our essential workers and all you know remember last year when they did like the pots and pans like banging inside and stuff like that i'm like stop with this corny stuff and just pay people more bro like it's all at the end of the day you just have to like show put your money where your mouth is like if you actually cared about this kind of stuff you would like make a serious effort as to like at least trying to you know support your employees or like i know like i think it was Loblaws. don't quote me on this or or 
some company like grocery store like offered their employees like a two dollar increase or something like that which was like okay like yeah that's like a gest like it's not it's it's almost like a gesture at that point it's like oh here and then they're advertising we're saying this is what we're doing you know we're supporting our employees and then they took it away it's It's temporary yeah it's like okay we did the bare minimum because you guys asked us to but now that you don't care anymore we we removed it and it's like no we still care like this was supposed to be a permanent thing yeah 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 i just don't get it man and like it Going back to this example, like no one wants to work anymore. I'm like, I'm sure a lot of people would like to get outside their houses right now um, if it made sense. So, and like, I personally know people who want to get back into, you know, working in restaurants and bars like that. Like some of my closest friends, like my, you know, one of my best friends, Brandon, you know, Brandon, he worked with Drake for, you know, for a few years and I'm sure would be loving to go back or like, you know, uh, there's so to say that people don't want to work anymore. Like, no, it's kind of bullshit. It's like people want to get paid appropriately. The, the bar and restaurant industry is like obviously a different case or a separate story here because it's closed because of specific reasons. But I think at the end of the day, you just have to do a better job as an employer to help pay employees the way that they deserve to be paid. I think it's almost as simple as that. And and Straight the up. last thing I'll say with, about this, how yeah. much does it cost like extra to pay your employees, even like a couple, like one or two dollars extra if you're working like or making an hourly wage? You know what I mean? Like, what does that do to your bottom line? Yeah. I saw a tweet that was like, if you can't afford to pay your employees more than they would get from unemployment, you should not be in business. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it's facts, bro. Like, if you can't pay me more than $300 a week, you're doing something horribly wrong and it's not my fault. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, I don't know. I feel like it's just like stuff like this is is really annoying. It's like businesses being short staffed and no one wants yeah. to work more. It's like, oh, please. like You know what? I see it as like an extension. This is kind of, it's it's related, but I see it as like an extension of this whole debate of like gen z and maybe younger millennials being super uh lazy and they don't want to work and they're quitting their jobs early and all of that and the it's like we're painting the picture that this specific generation is lazy versus just actually realizing that these jobs don't mean shit yeah jobs aren't treating you right and we're trying to stand up for it you know we're trying to say i don't want to be mistreated i'm being underpaid these are the the reasons, and for that, I'm not going to stick around. And then the employer's like shocked, like what? They're like whoa, like, what <laughs> you, you don't want to work as a slave? What? You're lazy, bro. Like they're lazy. It's like oh, shut up. Like I'm so sick of that, and I'm so yeah. sick of that narrative. Like this generation is lazy, and young people don't want to work and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't think you really understand the full picture here. And if you're mm-hmm. still saying stuff like that, probably missing the point a little bit, or at least like not listening at all and understanding where other people come from with stuff like this because not everybody has the luxury of you know being able to be underpaid and still kind of show up to work every single day like you yeah. know what I mean? like and when the government is offering like you know an employment unemployment subsidy or something whatever it's called yeah that's paying more than the actual joke yeah, it is. It's a huge joke. And I'm not yeah. saying money at the end of the day is like the reason why people work, but like money is a reason why people survive. 
and money is the reason why people have certain people have options to work here versus here. So, you know, money is a driving force, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. I think it's like, it's an indicator as to like where I can work and what I can do versus like just everything kind of being open. But I don't know. Well, yeah, it's funny. There's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people just like taking that meme, so no one wants to work anymore, and just like adding a bunch of text to it to kind of you know make fun of the employer. But yeah, um, yeah, that's been it's been funny just to watch and, and just kind of see how that unfolds. But Facts. we're employed, I guess. You know, <laughs> yeah. luckily, luckily, yeah, yeah, still still living a dream out here. You know, yes, sir. All right, so we got some kind of pandemic news, I guess. Uh, so, something that was kind of highlighted by Fanny. Shout out to a, a loyal listener. Two-time guest, actually. Fanny. Jeez. Uh, she was kind of mentioning this extra gum ad that she wanted us to, to talk about. Um, and we've both seen it. So just to kind of give a bit of context, um, extra, you know, the gum brand, there's this ad where they're kind of having people celebrate the ability to, you know, go outside post-pandemic. And they're all just like, making out in a park and you know showing i guess that people are are free and liberated and they want to get back to um that kind of human touch physical connection whatever it is it's getting a lot of shares and views online um and there's kind of two conversations obviously there's the one that's like celebrating it as being this great kind of liberating ad the others are kind of you know calling out the fact that it's a bit tone deaf because we're very much you know still in a pandemic um, it's kind of hard to celebrate when there are still hundreds of thousands of people dying. You look at the situation in India where you know, bodies are literally being burned because they can't be buried. And it's like, do we celebrate right now? Like, when can we celebrate about the pandemic finishing when it's not finishing in a lot of areas in the world? It's, it's tough, you know, because obviously Extra is just a gum brand. They want to celebrate what's going on the fact that people are being vaccinated but then on the other side of the world it's still chaos so it's like how do you find that right balance as an advertiser oh that's a tough question i didn't even really think about it from that perspective as well which shows my own ignorance i have to admit right yeah um i didn't hate the ad i didn't hate it um i thought it was like i mean i thought it was like you're like corny typical like ad that where you know everybody's overacting like yeah yeah vignette like you know everyone's jumping on each other running the park so it's like i want to say that it was kind of nice because it showed a little bit of like i'm just also so sick of like the pandemic style ads where it's just like people need to you know show we need to show people wearing masks because we need people to feel like they're being represented in this like you know what i mean like that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, or, yeah. i'm so right. incredibly sick of this narrative because i don't think that that is a, something that makes sense but yeah. i want to say that like with this one it was kind of nice because it was like a little bit more lighthearted. um it was kind of funny um you know people are like oh well like you know should you know one, especially from a production standpoint as well, when you think about it, it's like that was a lot of people in that commercial. I wonder how <laughs> yeah. they shot it, like given the restrictions. But then I realized that it was also probably it was shot in the states because Extra is like a American gum brand. So it's like 
okay, they probably don't give a shit about COVID anyway. So like, this is just <laughs> they like, could have been tested though, right? Could have. Yeah, I'm sure they did for like procedure reasons, but like, I don't know. It's still like one of those things where it's like, how did you do this and like make sense of it? But anyways, back to the actual like sentiment of it. I think there's a level of tone deafness without a doubt. Um, because when you think about what's happening in the other side of the world, is it still chaos? And even here to some, some degree definitely. as well, to definitely not like comparable situations, but I would say that like, I don't know. It's, is uh, there a way that we can like have post pandemic celebratory advertising or is it just something that most brands should just like leave alone? Cause there's never really going to be a point where it's finished. I don't yeah. think at least it's always going to yeah. be lingering around. Yeah. So, and that's the hard part. Cause like everyone and probably so many brands are looking at this being like, you know, we're done in a couple months. Like it's over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when are like, well, no, like there's still like, you no, know, you still gotta be careful and yeah, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, make sure that, you know, you're keeping safe. But like, in my opinion, like I would love to not see any more like pandemic style ads. Mm. Like it's like, I am so sick of this. And like, I don't need to be reminded every two seconds that like, we're in this. And yeah, yeah. like, you know, like I said, like show people wearing masks in commercials or like, you know, showing all the different safety procedures and stuff like that that you have to do. We all know it. Like at this point, like it's just normal and like we should just like, you know, get rid of it when it's time to get rid of it. But to my point earlier, there's no real end to this. So no, what I want to know is like, and this is kind of off topic a little bit, but like when you think about like, procedures like safety procedures like if you go to like a restaurant like if i were to go to like subway i remember subway had like a ton of ads at the beginning of covid where it's like you see people spraying the the glass yeah, yeah. down they're wearing the mask they're wearing the gloves and all that i mean they would be wearing gloves anyways but you know <laughs> what's gonna happen like when it's like okay we're kind of like past the like we're over the hump a little bit we're like three quarters of the way down 90 percent done are they just gonna like go back to the way that they did things before like what do you mean like when everyone's vaccinated or like 80 yeah, percent are vaccinated yeah. exactly so it's like what is yeah, that i mean i would like, hope in- that a lot of these kind of cleaning strategies or cleaning procedures still stay the same in a lot of areas especially like same. uh restaurants like i think the tables should be wiped down thoroughly and everything should be kind of fixed before um the new kind of customer comes in but I don't think it would be as as vigilant as it is now. Like, yeah. it's not really needed. Like, get rid of those signs on the ground that are six feet distance. We can rip all those decals off. Yeah. But the washing hands, like, that should be a thing already. Yeah, man. Like, the masks. As a, as a, you know, a civilian, I think I'm going to be wearing a mask for a while. Same here. Um, in certain places, you know, like. A heavy traffic area i'm probably gonna wear a mask just because it protects you from other things too like not just covid just like the, i haven't had the flu or like a cold in yeah, so long man. Man. <laughs> you know? like it's been time yeah but like, i don't know like i think that like to answer your question it's like should celebratory content be like coming out and stuff like that like I don't like, I don't know. I, I, I'm conflicted with this one because Same. when you think about it, it's like, what's there to celebrate? 
Like plenty of people have gotten sick. Plenty of people have lost their jobs. Plenty of businesses have shut down. You know, it was, it was, it's still a very, very tough time. And I think that like, it's nice to see like celebratory ads, like the, the extra gum one. And like, you know, that's great. And all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like to your point earlier, it's like, there's still like, like bad, a lot of bad shit happened. And like, it's worth like being like, wow, I'm glad that's over with versus like, (laughs) yay, like we made it, we made it through when like, a large yeah. portion of people didn't make it through. You know what I mean? And that's kind of not to spend too much time on this, but that's kind of how I felt where last year, do you remember like Wuhan, China, uh, other places in China, as well as like New Zealand and Australia, they were showing the celebratory cause they were able to pretty much curb the pandemic. You know, they were mm-hmm. able to get back to full concerts with no masks. And just looking at that when we are in the midst of like the chaos was just like, Guys, what are you doing? Like, this is just, this is hard to watch. Like, millions of people are dying across, you know, the world and near those places. And they're out here just, like, having a blast, showing that they don't have to wear any masks. And I don't know if you can, like, blame them, but it's also, like, read the room a bit, you know? That's a good, it's a good point. Like, read the room. You know what I mean? We talk about that a lot on this podcast. It's, like, on a global scale, it's just kind of, like, listen... And it's also, I would say, like, to a degree, a little bit irresponsible as well to, like, advertise that when it's like, hey, we're not we're not fully there yet. It's also crazy, Mm -hmm. too. And, like, we can jump on to the next topic soon. But watching the the NHL playoffs are on, NBA playoffs are about to start. And, like, it's crazy because up here in Canada, um, we're playing in like a Canadian only division because there can't be any like teams coming, you know, across the border or whatever, which I get. Yeah. Um, and we're also not allowed any fans in the arena. I was watching some games. It was like Carolina hurricanes or something like that, or versus somebody else. And they had a packed arena. And it was like, I was watching the game yesterday and I was like, this is crazy. Cause like, you can just you can hear the crowd is it i'm like i haven't seen like a sporting event like this for yeah. something that i watch like this in a very wow. very long time and like a year yeah. of it, you know what i mean which was just crazy to watch so you know states is on one right now but they're also quicker at you know getting the vaccine out and everything like that but to conclude this topic read the room extra gum i think they did a decent job but to your point a little bit of tone deafness of course yeah, opinions can can go both sides. Like, there's not one right or wrong answer. Really, it's just there's kind yeah. of two ways to look at it. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, something that was birthed throughout the pandemic was Clubhouse, which is the app we've talked about on like a few different episodes. I Couple think we've given yeah. enough of an overview as to what it is. Um, but yeah, we were talking the last time I think maybe a couple months ago about you know the popularity of it booming. They had 9.6 million app installs in February alone. Now, April, 900,000. And it's, obviously, that's a stark difference, right, in a, in a couple of months. But it kind of makes you wonder, was this app uh, only popular because of the pandemic? Or are we going to see it, you know, ever skyrocket again and get back to the popularity that, you know, it had in February, January, and pretty much all of last year? Um one thing to note is that they are only on iOS at the moment. So they're releasing to Android users this week, which will probably mm. bring the numbers up a bit. But 
I think there's a deeper problem there that my personal opinion, just, you know, being on the app was that when you're locked down and you're inside, you'll tune into things like that, where you'll listen to random rooms from strangers giving opinions. But when you can now go back outside and hang out with friends and parks and things like that, I'm not checking for clubhouse. I yeah, believe it from my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you were never a big user either nah. way, I guess, right? No, but finish your point because I, I I'm I'm listening here. Yeah, no. So I was I was huge on it. You know, just when you're you're trapped inside, you you want some content, some new content. You'll you'll take anything. And Clubhouse was really entertaining at that point. Now you know I deleted it because I wasn't using it for for a couple months. And I've noticed it with my friends as well that you know I'd go on just to see who's there, who's in rooms. None of my friends are online. No exciting yeah. rooms happening. It's like, yeah, this shit's dead. This is uh, <laughs> this ain't it anymore. You know, I could be wrong, yeah. but just from my observation and from the app downloads alone, like it, it tells a certain story for sure. I would say it tells a certain story, but like, I mean, with with any app, you're gonna see like I think the real information in the numbers here can't just be held to installs because install means that you're getting it for the first time. It doesn't mean yeah, yeah. users, right? So I think it's mm-hmm. important to like look at the data like that or look at the numbers that way because it's still a popular app for sure. It's still one still that popular. Yeah. People, people use regularly. But I will agree with you in that like I don't really see this being like something that's like sustainable, I would say. Um, maybe it is, but it's just like the 2021 version of a chat room, right? Like, it's just like, yeah, this, yeah. this is what it is. Like, I know some people who like use it a lot and like are, you know, on it all the time to like talk about different things and, you know, be a part of X groups or whatever it is. That's fine. But like, I just don't, I think it, it, it the point I'm trying to make is I think it attracts like a specific type of demographic. And I think those numbers yeah, are yeah. A little, probably the install numbers are a little inflated to your point because of the pandemic. But I just don't think that this is something that people are going to use, you know, frequently, uh, especially o- over the next couple of years time. You know what I mean? Because it is just, yeah, know, it is just, it's just talking to your phone. And I feel like, you know, to your point earlier as well, a lot of people do this, during the day, we're stuck inside. We're you know on our computer screens all day. Or we're on screens TV all the time. We're on screens, and then I don't want to jump to another one where they'll like hear some hack talk about like some random bullshit that I don't care about. You know what I mean? It's just like I don't know. I also yeah. feel like there's like a level of like pretentiousness that exists in Clubhouse as well. It's like definitely, yeah. And I feel like it's like a lot of like just nonsense, kind of like okay, cool, like stroking your ego kind of thing where. Yeah, yeah. I get enough of that on Instagram. I get enough of it on like TikTok and stuff like that as well. So I'm good actually on that one. (laughs) Yeah, and I think uh, I remember us talking about like you know how our brands gonna like infiltrate and get on Clubhouse and all of that. And to my knowledge, like I haven't really seen much. And I think maybe it is because of that downward trend of like not only installs but also just like user engagement that maybe yeah. brands don't feel the need to jump on this and figure it out right now. Um, unless it starts to, you know, scale up, like let's say, you know, they release to Android users this week and then it explodes out of nowhere, then I'll be completely wrong. So yeah, maybe Android, you can't obviously call it dead yet. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. By no means can you do that. Like maybe no. Android users are just like dying to get on it. They're like, oh man, like we yeah. can't wait. You know what I mean? That 9.6 yeah. million, that's going to double. <laughs> we'll see. Then we'll report back because I don't we'll... use an Android. So Yeah, yeah, know. no. I'm going to find my one friend who uses an Android. <laughs> my one friend that uses an Android. <laughs> yeah, we're not throwing shots we're not throwing shots no, no. we're not an elitist group but nah I'm joking, I'm joking. um yeah I'm think Drake <laughs> never made a song by the Android squad yeah Drake Drake never made a song about an Android it's all set yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man ignore well, that ignore that Android users if you can even hear this podcast I we have actually a large amount of Android users. Yeah, damn, man. Everyone, like, are we going to see episodes, like, the audience would tank after this one. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll cut that out in the editing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, switching gears a bit, something that we had to talk about. It happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but it's still, it's still relevant and it, you know, definitely still need to provide an opinion on and have some dialogue. Is the whole shit show with Basecamp. So, very quickly, Basecamp is a project management tool um, that I've used in the past. Malik has used in the past. Cool tool, whatever. Oh, but hey. the CEO, <laughs> yeah. shout out to John Street. Yeah, John Street. Um, the CEO basically announced in a, a blog post that he does fairly often, um, but he announced a series of policy changes for the entire company effective immediately pretty much after that blog post was released. And I'll just give you know a quick overview of some of the, the content that was on there and then what happened afterwards. Basically, there was a removal of all employee committees, like the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Um, he had referenced that those are a distraction and those don't really need to be done while at base camp. Um, you should just kind of focus on the work at hand. Uh, prohibited societal and political discussions. So again, that's kind of a distraction on your current workflow. You don't need to be talking about what's going on um, in politics and in the media and things like that. It just sounds so dumb to read it. Um, as well as no more 360 reviews, so kind of performance management reviews of that style. He felt that format wasn't really working in terms of professional development and just kind of a suite of, of other things all within that blog post that obviously anyone could read. Um, and, and, you know, you read that and you think who's still going to be there after, after this blog post and literally a third of the company left within weeks after the post that included like a head of design, a head of strategy, head of product, head of engineering, and a bunch of other, you know, employees under that. Um, and I'm just mind blown that, you know, one blog post could cause a third of a company to leave and just thinking of like where was the board involved what was the ceo thinking who did he have around him give me your thoughts like how how does that happen and like how long would you stay at a company after seeing that blog post uh i mean i'd, I'd quit probably pretty quick um <laughs> i think i read something like yeah like i read the blog post it was like enough is enough like we know and i'm like <laughs> Enough of what? I'm mad this, at. this isn't a product yeah. management tool, man. Like this isn't like the UN. Buddy. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Sorry, your employees are talking about shit that matters, man. Like just so joke. What do you think? I was like, enough is enough, man. Like this is getting too great. I, I read something. that was like, 
has gone on too long. It's too far, too much, or something like that. I'm like, okay, like I don't know. Like, yeah. I think I think it's just like a move that like has clearly been like, okay, we're gonna put a line in the sand here. This is what is acceptable. This is what what's not acceptable. And like basically, you're saying like a lot of people's like realities and expressing their realities are unacceptable for the business. Which like you yeah. can say like sure like this doesn't do anything to contribute to the numbers of like how many people use Basecamp or the revenue or whatever behind it. But you can also make a case that like you have talented people that you're now alienating from ever applying to your business, and you have talented people who are leaving your business because of that reason. So like. Is this a business move? It can't be because like you've no, automatically no, cut out a third of your company for something that like for a personal statement and a personal belief that like at the end of the day, like is likely an ignorant one. Like there's, thought, there's literally research done to show that employees perform better when they can bring their whole self to work and they can feel secure. And now yeah. you're saying don't bring your whole self to work, only bring your work to work yeah yeah yeah. hide all of your personality and all of the issues you face when you leave this job and we don't want to hear about it and you don't think that's going to have an effect on employee performance and engagement yeah like what's going on the fact that one person i know he's a ceo but the fact that one person could just make that call is is too much power to be honest yeah and it's also like it's a bigger message to like the industry as well right because it's like yeah with everybody jumping on this like diversity and inclusion, like bandwagon, I'm going to call it because I think that's sure a lot of it, what it is. Um, I would say that like you're completely taking away any potential customers because for companies who want to form like a partnership or a business partnership with a company like Basecamp to use their software and technology, which is, good technology it's good software it's a great program yeah, it's a good app but now yeah. you're kind of saying like my values likely don't align with your values so from a business standpoint how productive could this move possibly be when you're eliminating any potential targets because if a company let's say who made this grand diverse you know diversity statement you know black square situation last summer you know really really gives a shit about this they'll never work with someone like base camp ever again because they can't because they no. don't their beliefs don't yeah. align and with any partnership your beliefs have to align for it to really make sense especially from a consumer standpoint yeah like it kind of reminds me of uh when you would find out that companies have supported the trump campaign and then yeah. you you know you would would sever ties with them because the values don't align this is the same thing this is the ceo saying stick with me if you believe this way if you don't believe this this way then get the fuck out yeah i don't miss you yeah which is like nuts because they've been around for 19 20 years they're like a bootstrap company they raised all the money they need to themselves in some ways like before this a lot of people like praise base camp for their kind of just business strategy and yeah do this and like the span of a week is like you smoking crack like what, yeah, yeah. what the hell like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, like you, you, you took you took a lot of steps forward and then you took even more steps back like it's like i just think it's like it was just a, a stupid thing to like 
it was a short-sighted way to see your the future of your business by like potentially cutting ties with talented employees and prospective companies who like want to use your software. It just like doesn't make yeah. any sense to me because it's like regardless of you know they never made a statement that was like oh like we support Donald Trump or we're we support the KKK and we are anti LGBTQ like you know they didn't say any yeah. of that but they like kind of said that <laughs> in a in like in a way that like you know is implicit because it's like you want people to be different you want people to be diverse but at the same time like you're not allowing people to express themselves and just showing up as robots for work that's not how 2021 works these days no the privilege of being able to do that i i can't do that like there yeah. are issues that happen around the world that affect my performance and affect the way i feel yeah you know and that's a lot of people yeah this man. move feels very like anti-black lives matter to be honest because yeah yeah, yeah. Are, you know 100 percent. and it's like well we, we never said that we just said we don't want people to have <laughs> okay well it's basically the same thing we're finally getting to a place where you can maybe understand that it's kind of like the same thing yeah uh, anyway base fuck camp you, fuck yeah. you that's pretty fuck much the, yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man um yeah let, let's keep moving on let's try to get a couple a couple of these till the end of the episode um sure. something i i've something i've been seeing uh and this is very early so i'm you know disclaimer as i mentioned this i'm kind of just seeing this conversation happen a bit online where i'm noticing the tone on airbnb and uber is changing a bit and what i mean by that is just you know i think these kind of these companies were very much praised for um, being innovative in their industries. So Uber kind of getting rid of the taxi model and being a cheaper alternative that's very convenient. Same with Airbnb um, in the sense of hotels. But what I'm kind of seeing more now is that, you know, with the increasing prices of these services, so like Uber and Airbnb, they're often actually more expensive than what were cheaper alternatives before. So they're more expensive than hotels and taxis after you factor in all the different kind of costs. So I kind of wonder, you know, is this like temporary complaints that people are bringing up or is this potentially like the early stages of them starting to lose some consumers because um, they advertise themselves being the cheaper alternative and being the innovative kind of brand, but now they're turning into being even more expensive and causing more hassles than a taxi or a hotel. For mm -hmm. example, you're booking an Airbnb, you see the price and it's like $100. Then you dive a bit deeper and it turns out to $500, you know, or ordering an Uber and you have to walk for five minutes to go get the Uber because the directions just aren't working properly versus yeah, yeah. If you just raise your hand up and grab a taxi. Things like that, that I wonder, are they going to start to, you know, piss people off and have them churn pretty much like start to dip what do you think uh you know it's a good point like i mean i started using uber because it was convenient and at the time it was much cheaper than taking a taxi i think there's an element yeah. of like i think uber and airbnb are like very different companies in terms of obviously what yeah, they yeah. offer but i would also say that yeah. like the convenience of taking an uber versus uh, versus a taxi is a lot different different than the convenience of booking an Airbnb versus staying at a hotel. Yeah, yeah. 
And I would right. say that I would say that like I will never ever take a taxi ever again, at least in Toronto or Ontario <laughs> or anything, because the customer service is that bad. I've had a couple of shitty Ubers right. that I can maybe count on maybe one or two hand or like, you know, maybe five fingers. Like there's maybe five Ubers that I've taken where I've been like, wow, that was really bad and I have to complain. Like maybe five and I've been taking Ubers since 2015. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And like I, I got it because it's convenient, but also the customer service is way better. And I still think it is. And I still think that like, the fundamental of what Uber is, is to provide an experience um, and an alternative to, I wouldn't even say it's an alternative to taxis anymore because I think it's like that dominant in the space. For Is Airbnb, there, sorry to cut you off, but is there a price point for Uber that would cause you to dip? Like if it was two times more expensive than taxis on regular, three times, like what's that limit where you start to think, eh, let me deal with the shitty kind of customer service of a taxi? Yeah, like, I would say that there's a, a price factor to everything. Like, of course, like, if it's like, yeah. if a, taking a cab is going to be $10 and taking an Uber is going to be $30, like, at the end of the day, like, you have to do what costs, yeah. you know, is affordable and what makes sense and you're not throwing your money away. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I would say that, like, with Airbnb, it's a lot different because I think the, not the perception, but the experience of an Airbnb is what they're selling you on versus the experience that a hotel is selling you on. Like, I mean, a hotel is like, comes with the service. It comes with like, you know, um, yeah. uh, like people who will like make your bed and like, you know, maybe get like a free breakfast or something in the morning. I don't know. But the Airbnb, mm -hmm. I would say it's like a different type of person, probably a young, a lot younger person, probably someone who is like in a busy city, like a uh, Toronto or a Montreal or Ottawa um versus like someone who like lives out you know in the middle of nowhere like Sudbury Ontario shout out to Taylor um who might need to rely on um take like going to a holiday inn or something like that versus an actual Airbnb <laughs> I also don't think that <laughs> I also don't think that like uh hotels offer can offer the same experiences in uh, Airbnb. I can book no. an Airbnb no. in a cottage, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, for a hotel, it's like if I'm staying in the city and I'm going to a concert, I'm going to maybe book a hotel or something like that. So like I have like a centralized safe place that I know is like all taken care of. And then I don't have to worry about getting lost in the city or like having to find out where, my Airbnb is or what unit this is in, or, you know, it can be a little but, bit tricky. But that's where I think the argument is. I don't think it's necessarily that people that like to have the cottage trips with their Airbnbs are going to switch to a hotel because it's just not an option. Yeah. But I do think there are going to be some people that let's say I'm visiting New York for the weekend. Do I stay in an Airbnb or do I stay in a hotel? And I think there's going to be people that would typically go to an Airbnb, start to think about the hotel because of price and some hassle that's included. Yeah, you know, I also think things like the owner can cancel the trip like a couple of days before and then you have to find a new one. Sure, you get a little bit of a credit, but you have to go through that hassle all again. Versus a hotel, you book it, you know you have it, you know there's a security there, you have the safety. I don't know. You know, I still love Airbnb, but I start to think like, you know, if these prices keep increasing and there's kind of issues with service, then it's going to kind of push people the other way.
Yeah, fair enough. But I'll, I'll flip the coin and maybe I'm making a generalization here. But would you say that like you've never really been like done the hotel route? You know what I mean? Like you've never switched no, from a hotel yeah. to Airbnb, but you know, people have switched from hotels to Airbnb because it's the cheaper option. So yeah, yeah. I think you're coming at it from a perspective of like, well, now I'm going to have to like explore what hotels look like because this is just getting crazy. The same way that somebody mm-hmm. else who's been using hotels all the time would look to Airbnb when it first came out to say, oh, this is a better option. for me. So I think that there's like, there's yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. there's always going to be kind of like a price war comparison situation. My answer to your question is, I would say that like the 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 price comparison of Airbnbs versus hotels is going to be a conversation that a lot of people have in terms of hospitality uh, in the future, for sure. I think it's going to be less like mm-hmm. you're a dedicated Airbnb person and now you're kind exactly. of like, are you looking for the most efficient, you know, cheapest option available that's still quality? Where's the Holiday Inn at? Yeah, give you the Holiday Inn. I stay in the couple Holiday Inns in my day. And play plenty of Holiday Inns in my day. I took a girl Sorry, there. Ontario, shout out to Taylor one more time. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is what we're doing on the podcast. Good job, Ernie. Good job. We're on a roasting vibe today. Yeah, it's a big roasting vibe. This is the last topic of the day here. Speaking of roasting, you know we had to do the, you, we had to do the Burger King one more time here. So get this so um burger king we know burger king is a company that does a lot of flashy advertising we've called it advertising for advertisers before because you don't really see it like being effective from a consumer lens but it's like creative to the people who work in the industry who like need to find grasp at straws to find something that they consider creative (laughs) you know what i mean there's also another road to the whole industry here but I would say that, like, yeah, yeah. So Burger King releases ad. It was like a a TSA um, that was like, you know, scan this with your phone, and then like fall. It was like a picture of a Whopper, and it's like follow the smoke coming from the Whopper, and it'll like go to your nearest Burger King like uh, location. So it's like an AR experience where you hold your phone up, and then you follow the the trail of smoke to the closest uh, Burger King. So okay, yes, groundbreaking. People, people look at that and they're like, "Wow, this is so creative. This is so genius." I, I, but I just think it's like uh, we were saying before. I think this is just like a barrier of like functionality, and I think that it's like if I'm hungry and I want to know where Burger King exists, I'm gonna go on my phone and say, "What's the closest Burger King to me?" And I'm just gonna go there. Yeah, I don't need some like gimmick of like, oh wow, like follow the smoke. Like, what's going follow on here? Oh wow, this is crazy. Yeah, you know. Uh, I think I'd love just... to. I'd love to. See... Oh, go ahead. Finish. No, no, no. Go, go, go. I was gonna say I'd love to just see a video of like a real person doing that because yeah. I just know it doesn't exist. It's like... Yeah, it's probably one TSA <laughs> in like New York or something like that. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, look what we did, and it's like. Okay, cool. I respect Burger King for like trying something and being different and being what we call bold in the advertising industry. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's like this is making it like, do I use my phone to Google, hey, where's the closest Burger King? Or am I going to do this AR thing? Chances are I'm probably just going to like look at my phone and say, oh, there's one half a block away from here. 
I don't care to do this. Like that's getting in the way of like actually like doing what you want it to do. Cause it's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things that sounds a lot cooler than it actually is. It was like that. It's kind of like no, that. Movie yeah. Where I saw like, uh, it was like millennial or like junior creatives be like, let's make a custom song for this product and yeah. then put it on Spotify. It's only available at this time of day. And we're going to collab with Uber to do this. And like, you know what I mean? It's just like one of those things. Yeah, yeah, about, right? yeah. It's like a little bit much here. Like we're just selling Whoppers here. Yeah. I mean, you, I think you perfectly articulated in the beginning. It's like, it's advertising for advertisers. Like the only people that are going to find this cool are people that browse ad week pretty much, or subscribe to ad week. Not, not, you know slamming ad week because i subscribe too but <laughs> you know like, i don't think a regular consumer is gonna look at this and be like oh my god like, i saw this billboard now i want burger king number one number two let me put my phone to this screen and then number three let me actually follow the smoke like that's yeah. a journey that i don't think anyone's going on yeah. <laughs> yeah. what's it what's the consumer yeah. journey here like, you know what i mean yeah. i love the strategy for this probably no strategy the strategy yeah. is probably just like but wait, this doesn't make sense. And they're just like, yeah, no, we going to do it. We're going to trend. We're going to trend amongst advertisers. So let's do it. You know, this yeah. might give us an award because honestly, it might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool and, and interesting and uses these. Yeah. I don't know. Uses these new tech mediums like augmented reality that's like so great. But I don't think most people care too much about augmented reality, if I'm being honest. It's yeah. Uh, it's a cool little feature that can showcase something in the moment, but the second you have people participate with it for more than 30 seconds, it's like, I don't actually need it. I don't want to do this. Yeah. There's, like the biggest, more effort than is needed. Yeah. And like the last thing I'll say on this is like the biggest thing that I've seen in the AR space. And I think the most popular thing was that like dancing hot dog a few years ago on Snapchat. You know what I mean? Like, that was yeah, like yeah. The, or Pokemon Go, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were like, wow, like cool, like nice. And then that was it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's Shout a big like, yeah, nice, man. But anyways. I was episode 14. We covered a lot, man. We covered a lot. That was a big time one. Um, as you all know, if you have any topics want to hear Dak and I talk about, hit us up um on ig preferably linkedin wherever wherever works um we got a ton of you know great episodes kind of lined up in the next little bit uh some good guests yes, sir. In, in the coming months as well as always um that's all i got baby that's all we got yes sir we're gonna we're gonna try to come out with an episode where we can dive into our personal lives a bit you guys can learn about us if you don't already know we're two cool, fresh guys, you know. Too cool. <laughs> that is it. That's a we're too cool. I'm a, I'm a fun guy. I'm yeah, a fun, guy. fun that's, guy. That's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. All right, that's episode fourteen, baby. We out. We out. Peace.